Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode on self-esteem. Having low self-esteem can affect your mood and anxiety. I'm good thinking about self-esteem because we're going to think, of, because especially at the moment, it is my personal worry that we've kind of all come back from being in the lockdown and we're all coming back to school and some people have been here, some people haven't. And how worried about how are people feeling? Are we seeing ourselves as positive? Are we comparing ourselves to children that have done home learning and haven't? How have we lived our lives during the last year as we're moving out of uh, these crazy times? So the best person that I felt was to speak about self-esteem was our lovely chair of governors who's had over 40 odd years experience of working with children. So welcome, Mr. Lawrence. Hi, Claire. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for inviting me. My Love pleasure. So what are your takes on self-esteem with children? Okay, well, um, although I've worked for a long time in education with children and young people, I don't claim to be uh, an expert on self-esteem, yeah. uh, but I do understand enough about it to realise how important it is uh, for children and young people and for adults yes. in terms of how they can fulfil their potential uh, and be happy, well-balanced uh, thoughtful members of their families, of their communities and of society. Yeah, when I was looking uh, for inspiration for this talk, because I try and get some research as I, as I move into it, there was a massive thing about self-esteem links to community. Mm. And we are a massive community here, aren't we? Within this bubble, within your class, we're literally a bubble. So it's how, how we can build our you know, self-esteem up there. Obviously, it's my job as a teacher and the teacher's job is to build up the self-esteem. But it's really important that children take ownership of their own self-esteem, isn't it? Mm. So in your past life as a t head teacher, and were you a teacher before a head teacher? I was, yes, yes. So back to the grassroots of uh, it, that I, I could build a child, I don't know if you feel the same, Peter, I can build a child up, I can build a child up, but... I can't, some children I just can't seem to get to. But what tools have you used in the past to help build children's self-esteem? Well, I, I think you come at this from different perspectives, don't you? So yeah. as a teacher, as a parent, yeah. uh, as, a, as a partner, um, uh, now as a grandparent, and also working with colleagues, uh, my belief has always been around how you support young people, the people that you work with, in fulfilling themselves and to fulfill yourself and to fulfill your potential you've got to develop a certain amount of confidence in yourself yeah. as a person so for me self-esteem is around believing in yourself and valuing yourself so when we esteem something we appreciate it and we give it high value and there's no more important value than valuing yourself as a person uh, and the more confident you are and the more resilient you are and the more you believe in yourself the more of a difference you can make not only for yourself but the people that you come into contact with and the, the people that you work with so I think it's at the heart of what makes a person uh, succeed yeah uh, uh, and that's the been that's the hard thing isn't it because in the past we could always we could see the children and we can give them advice and you can see that potential and you can nourish it can't you and you can give them so you can send them off to a group. Say you see an amazing gymnast, and you can send them off to a group. Mm. Or you can 
segment them after, oh, there's no way you can go and try gymnastics, there's no way you can do art. And it's always been lovely to see that when you can, yeah. you're part of that journey of allowing for that self esteem to grow. So we're kind of having this chat here today. So everyone that's listening, that if you have got, if you're thinking, oh, I'm not feeling great about myself, just as I introduced it, there's something not quite right. Because our communities are disjointed and broken and fractured at the moment. Because we can't get to see our grandparents, which is, I believe, one of the best jobs in the world. Mm-hmm. Hopefully a long way off it, but I think you've got the best job there, Peter. And so we have all these relationships have broken down where we can nourish and, so, and support the growth of self-esteem. So if you're listening to this, this is where... This is where we're going to use this podcast as an opportunity to help us build. So don't feel like that, because we're talking about in the past we could do that and it was easier to do it, but it's still not impossible for us as teachers and you, you as yourself and as within your community of your family that you can still build your self-esteem and think if you're feeling low about yourself, you're feeling like you can't achieve anything, then this is the time to think, well, actually, this is a perfect opportunity I can reach out to my teachers and we've talked before, we talked last week to Tom about how social media can be a positive and a negative. So even though we're locked down and locked in, in a way, we can use uh, social media as a forum to reach out and fulfill your potential. So I'm thinking of uh, my children have been on uh, art web, web things. So they've been on art, particular artist that's shown them how to develop in that way because it's different times now isn't it because we've talked because it's as we listen and think about how we can build our self-esteem it seemed to be a lot easier in the past it feels like at the moment it's quite tricky to stop us to help our young people and young children to build their self-esteem have you noticed a difference with social media in uh, as you've gone through your career um well, obviously, social media has changed and the ways we communicate have changed. But for me, there are things that have been permanent around relationships with children, the people that you work with. Uh, and I love the phrase uh, around one of the secrets of success in schools is catch children being good. Um, so I've always believed that inside everybody there is something positive, distinctive, unique, my role as a teacher and as a school leader and I hope, hopefully as a chair of governors is, all, is, is around identifying those sparks in people that they are good at. They don't have to be good at everything, um, but self-esteem is around recognising and valuing the things that you can do, that you have some control over and that you can um, be proud of. Uh, and I think that, that's the same uh, in how you work uh, as, as, a, as, as, a, as a dad, uh, around finding ways in which uh, your children can, can succeed uh, and that when things don't work for them, when they have difficulties or obstacles, we all have those, it's around how quickly you can get up again and, and overcome them. And if you've got positive self-belief, then that's something that makes it a lot easier than if you have negative self-belief. But there are lots of ways, aren't there, whether it be social media or... Uh, activities that you get involved in, your hobbies, uh, the way you work with people that can provide opportunities for you to demonstrate things that you're 
I think that's a really valid point because it's sometimes that wouldn't that be lovely. So if you're at home and you're just thinking or you listen to this podcast, maybe write down or journal or think about well, the one thing that you're really good at because as part of of maybe society, maybe that how we are, that sometimes we compare a lot. We've talked before about influences and how we can have a positive influencer. But we kind of like we have if someone gives us some feedback we always stick to the negative and we don't even though there's only been one one negative and a million positive we stick to the negative so wouldn't it be lovely if we could just think right that's that one thing and I'm brilliant at it so this is your homework everybody write down that one thing that you're amazing at because influencers as we've talked about before can give us the we're all influenced in life by our friends and family and social media and they can make us feel forget about that one thing or two or three or many things that we're good at that you kind of forget to think well actually I'm really good at uh, football and actually I'm really good at being a fantastic I'm so kind and positive all the time you forget to it doesn't have to be a physical thing it can be part of your personality because I've uh, taught some some children that I've taught uh, a little boy I had last year he was the kindest and I put this on his report, and I hope you know, if you listen to this, I hope you know who you are. He's in year two now. He was the most naturally kindest, sweetest child. Not that I've ever come across, but that part of his personality really stuck out. So it was my job to kind of, I really tried to embrace that and it, it share with him that that was a part of his personality because it doesn't have to be something physical that makes you feel good about yourself, does it? It's kind of sometimes even part of who you are and how you influence other people because... Don't know if you think, Peter, that you know we always drag on to the negative, don't we? And we always think, and there's a massive thing, especially at the moment. I've noticed with my children that they compare themselves to people on social media, on YouTube. So, because I'm very old, when I was growing up, I just compared myself to my my peers or people I saw that within the class. But now everyone's comparing themselves to the whole wide world. It's gone. It's gone crazy mad, isn't it, how our comparisons go worldwide. And that's, I think, why teachers and parents and, and family members and friends are so important because they root your experiences and comparisons in real life, not in artificial life. Uh, and I don't think that teachers are doing children a service by just telling them, how wonderful they are. Um, I think they do that, but actually teachers have a job in challenging children and young people to actually uh, improve some things yeah. and to work harder and to, uh, and to learn more and to um, be ambitious and have aspirations for themselves. Um, but unless children feel the confidence to actually aspire, it's, it's going to be a struggle for them. Uh, so that's the blend that teachers have to achieve, isn't it? Yeah. Around being completely supportive around the young person, around the child, but challenging in terms of what they're encouraging them to, to aim for. Setting the next goal, so that's not right. just being... Because uh, the, the part of the school ethos is the three R's, the resilience, the respect, the resourcefulness, pushing yourself forward. And even that kind of like challenging when they've done something because we have the behaviour system, obviously, and some people, some children listen to this might think, it's not fair, but it, 
that's part of it as well, isn't it? When you're not being part of the community and team, when you're not, when you might be responsible for actually lowering someone else's self-esteem, that's part of our job to kind of say, recognize those in yourself, but also set it, because setting the next goal for yourself makes you want to work harder, doesn't it? You know, setting that next um, aspirational achievement. And, and that's another reason why I wanted to have speak to you because it's because I, I've heard on the grapevine that is something that you are very, that is something that you've come here to do. You're very, you have that for our children. You you are our aspirational chair of governors because you're here because you see that in our children, in our community. Yeah, well, that's it's a it's a privilege to work in schools. It's a privilege to have been a teacher, to have been a head teacher, and to have worked with uh, school partnerships and in, in different roles. But being a chair of governors is something very, very special. Um, uh, and I think partly it's special because it, it is obviously, it's, it's voluntary. Yeah. Uh, you're not being paid for it. Uh, and it's something that you do because you feel you can make a difference. Uh, and it's great working in a school community that responds to that and values children uh, and their potential as much as I do. So that's a great privilege. Well, I know Well, when I was asking for who people could do the podcast, uh, Mrs Collier, said you first because you are that I know she respects that role and it's important that our everybody that's listened to this knows that we've got a good team behind uh, everybody at school at Armley there's the teachers there's the teaching assistants and I will finish this podcast the way that I finish every other one with my leads link apparently that we are an army and that includes Mr Lawrence it includes everybody in this school. And you might have heard a little bit of disturbance of noise as we've done this podcast, but and they are the, the midday assistants and they're, they're the catering service that come in every day to provide you with the nutrition. To, so then you've got that food in your belly because we are, as always, an army and we're marching on together and we're here together to support each other's self-esteem, to help each other promote our self-esteem to look out for each other and say what we're doing that's amazing giving each other those aspirations and goals and working together as a team so thank you so much for joining me today thank you pleasure thank you